0: what's shaking youtube and i use your man t welcome to lords of the long presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week we got my, my, my man gabe with us my lady laura and of course the official dj of lords of long box my man dj curse say what's good to the people what's D- up
1: everybody what's up everybody bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Yeah, Dj curse is not going to play a mix before you guys before but he's still going to cut up some numbers for you because you know hey man dude's tired sometimes dude's tired you know you ask too much of them but you know in the vein of freestyle Friday i give you dj too fresh
2: is a man man well is a man man well is a man man man
0: DJ Kurtz apparently gave you some flashbacks, right? Back in high school, right? Uh, yeah, man. That
1: guy's rocking vinyl, too. Whoever's doing that is rocking vinyl. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely right. a throwback. Definitely a throwback. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're going to be doing the old school format where, uh, although this is not a top 10, my, my man DJ Kurtz is going to scratch up the numbers right before we drop uh, the, sh- the thing, because that's what we do here. If you, you know, music and, and DJing are going on one. DJing and comic books go one-on-one on this channel. If you don't like it, You know where the door is (laughs) The show is brought to our friends over at coverprice.com For your price guides, collections, and trends Hit up coverprice.com To check out uh, the everyday uh, Your top 10 And as well as the shakers list Which we're going on later today To see what are the hottest books selling on the market Today it's also shows. Bon to our friends over at Bird City Comics. Go to use discount code of Bird uh, fifteen. Oh gosh, darn! Use to code of LOTLB to get fifteen percent off anything in a Bird City Comics exclusive. And Laura, what do we got dropping this week?
2: Uh, so tomorrow at eight PM, there it is, Eastern Standard Time. This is our World Tree number one, but this is the third printing by Anna Marcano, and it's the black and white color hit. The original was very green, so this is just another version of it and it did sell out really fast so if you guys missed it the first time kind of a chance
0: i'm digging it that's pretty dope beautiful huh i know nothing about world tree but uh i'm down for it so uh all right ray let's kick it off man what do we have uh give me a number 1
1: <laughs> sorry um, for the two. One. <laughs> Very
2: awesome. that's the kind of
3: introduction uh, we need for the shakers oh list my god that's
2: yeah beautiful. Uh,
0: and I feel totally stupid because uh guess what I didn't upload the graphic so uh hold on one second I won't put I put. I won't put Ray on the cur- on the spot here by mixing Forest live while I do this so uh, you know what you'll get some Randall Park since it's freestyle Friday
1: Hey. The baddest on the microphone apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme off and eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats. Lump a sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama I'm bagging on your mama I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you I'm a rhyme writer lock, stock smoking the ganja Rebuttals befuddle Leaving a puddle of saliva Sillies You couldn't handle Randall When I throw my grammar at you It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz Develop it then use the pictures To pick up bird shits You're nervous is the impervious word smiths. hanging out in Rafa's new crib Come with the verses yeah all right all right you want to cut one again
0: we got extra one this time all right what do we have for the first one all right this is
3: awesome thanks for the introduction uh amazing spider-man This is issue number 688, the J. Scott Campbell Wizard. This was a one in 50 variant from 2012. While Dan Slott is considered a supreme Spider-Man writer by many, including myself, uh, this run didn't particularly hit with fans. It resulted in low movement on several issues, which led to fewer retailers ordering uh, these ratio variants. But we did get a one in 50 and boy, does J. Scott Campbell deliver with this cover? This, de- uh, this depiction of the lizard is breathtaking. Somehow improved over the depiction on cover A. Uh, check it out, it's a it's dark, but as mentioned, this one in 50 was very difficult to obtain and still is. Uh, so when it hits the market, it tends to sell out quickly. Recently, one did just that, uh, netting a $1,000 for a CGC 9.4. That's up $430 from the last time, from the last all time high sell of that same grade back in 2017. And up $500 from its most recent sale of $500 from back in 2020. That's almost caught up to its all time high in a CGC 9.6 that sold for $1,400. And it's quite comparable to be the most recent the most recent high-grade raw sales that hover around 900 to to $1,000. The point is, people are willing to drop serious cash to secure this book in whatever grade condition it may present itself. When you have a cover that speaks to the people, such as this one does, prepare to open
0: your wallet. Damn. I mean, it just not even a first appearance or anything, right? It's just... Low a uh, high ratio, low high ratio variant, or is it low ratio? Low variant? print, 100%. high ratio variant. Yeah, and low is, print, no, high ratio variant.
2: It? We've seen this before on shakers. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a J. Scott Campbell did a whole run on this amazing Spider-Man where he uh, he also did some of the internals, which I didn't like the way he drawed Peter Parker. He made him a bit too uh, feminine looking for me. If you know J. Scott Campbell, he draws the womanly figure quite well. But uh, when he saw male characters, sometimes, you know, they don't come across as, you know, as masculine as you would think. Alright, number one on the list is Amazing Spider-Man uh, J. Scott Campbell, The Lizard 1 in 50 variant from 2012 but CGC 9.4, so for $1,000 Damn G.J. Curse, give me a number two
2: all right what do we have number two laura before i read this uh shout out to dave in the chat thank you for being here tonight we're happy to have you all right number two brave and the bold number 11 from 1958 the brave and the bold comic book series is one of the longer running titles from dc comics volume one is 200 issues long and ran from 1955 to 1983 the first 24 issues feature adventure stories from past ages and characters such as The Silent Knight, The Golden Gladiator, Robin Hood, and Viking Prince. The series was reinvented, starting in issue number 25, with the introduction of the Suicide Squad. Issue number nineteen is comprised of a number of short stories highlighting John, the Viking Prince, and the Silent Knight. A number of other familiar characters appear, including King Arthur, Queen Guinevere, and the Knight of the Round Table, Knights of the Round Table. The cover story, Viking Prince, The Challenge of the Flying Horse, finds John carried away by a winged horse to Valhalla, where he encounters a legion of warrior women. These earlier Brave and the Bold issues are often overlooked by collectors, as most consider the later issues featuring Suicide Squad, Hawkman, and of course the Justice League of America to be of more interest. But these original issues contain fabulous stories and art and seem to be gaining steam within the comic community. The past week, we saw a CGC 9.0 of Brave and Bold number 19 sell for a record $1,450. Not bad for a relatively later issue in the early offerings of the Brave and the Bold.
0: So, I meant yo, Brave and the number 11 for 958 and 9.0 for 1450. That seems rather low to me, but uh, hey man, I'm all about mythology and nice 19- arthurian legend and all that stuff in comic books, man. Give me more of that. Remember, uh, remember right what- up your alley? This is the Hala. This is Val- this is you, yeah. Do you remember that book, Gabe Camelot 3000? Was it Camelot 3000 or 2000? Camelot
3: 3000, that was uh, Brian Boland.
0: Yeah, it was a DC book where it's like knights at a round table that took place in outer space in the future And I, you know, and I'm all about that, you know To this day, I will say Excalibur is top five movies of all time for me The James, the, the Borman movie, not the subsequent reboots or whatever They haven't done a really good uh, King Arthur story since Excalibur And I will take that to my grave So number two on the list, brave and bold, number 11 Give me a And also I'm a big first. fan of uh the Knights of
3: the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. Does anybody remembers that cartoon from the nineties? That's right,
0: yeah. Drop a tree. Later on, we should do like a trivia contest of uh, name all the tracks that DJ Curse used for the numbers. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) All right. (laughs) What do we have for number three? All right. Number three. This is Cage.
3: Number two. uh, This is the Bruce Tim, 1 in 25 variant uh, Marvel Comics 2016. Gennady Tartakovsky is an animation legend. He's the world winning creator slash director of Dexter's Laboratory, Samurai Jack, and Hotel Transylvania. Oh, and that style aesthetic you love for the beloved Star Wars Clone Wars. That's all Kennedy. Not only that, uh, but he also created, developed, directed, and wrote the non-canon series as well. Keep in mind, this is is different from the long-running canon CG animated Dave Filoni helmed Star Wars The Clone Wars. So when Gennady took on the writing and art chops for a new Luke Cage comic series, fans took notice. Following in his traditional art style, this series was essentially a love letter to the character's early hero for hire days. It featured tongue-in-cheek writing that also came across as a parody to readers who didn't know Gennady's style. The old school feels and costume was designed specifically for readers who loved Luke Cage since his creation. It's absolutely worth a read for those that fit in that fandom. Ultimately, the series was a low print run of about 22,000 copies by the time issue two came out. Asking retailers to order 25 copies to receive a variant cover was probably a unique, was, was a tough ask. Today, with so many Bruce Tim collectors out there, his style, his art style delivered a unique throwback cover to an homage to popular black exploitation films of the 70s. If you're looking for a copy of this must have cover for Tim fans, then it's going to start costing you now two hundred dollars based on this week's new sale
0: of a near mint raw copy. Wow, that is crazy. Two hundred dollars for a raw dog. And uh, I'm yeah, I'm loving the aesthetic of it. Kind of like a old, you know, exploitation movie from it. Mean, just read the cover. He's back cage better than ever with two steel hard fists <laughs> and a big hunk of mean to drive him. Yeah, this is totally black dynamite right here. Yeah, oh my god, it's one of my favorite film movies of all time, too. It's Black Dynamite. My mama says, You're my daddy, Black Dynamite. Uh, hush up, little girl. There's a lot of cats out there named Black Dynamite. (laughs) 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 Number three on the list is cage number two. All right, give me a four, DJ Curse. <laughs> right, oh, I have uh, number four. four.
2: Catman Comics number thirteen from Holyoke in 1942. In 1940, the world of comics witnessed the debut of Catman, a character whose publishing rights were owned by Frank Z. Temerson. The origin story of Catman was similar to that of Batman, albeit with a slight twist inspired by Burroughs' Tarzan. However, despite its similarities to Batman, Catman achieved a different level of success. Under Temerson's ownership, the character appealed, appeared in 21 issues before Holyoke took over and released 12 more comics before discontinuing the series and dissolving the publishing rights to the public domain. Notably, none of the early Catman comics published by Holyoke or Tem publishing titles are listed on the CGC census. It is worth mentioning that this week, a raw copy of the comics sold for $1,675, Thus making its first appearance in our reports. Holy
0: oak. I mean, I mean, <laughs> holy smokes, yeah. Uh Catman comics. I'm a child. I remember what was it? The closest dude to Catman was uh the guy in uh, the authority. Or no, remember the Justice Justice Society had the boxer guy. What was his name, Gabe? Um Oh uh, dang it. Yeah, he was like nope. the closest. So, on the Justice Society team, there used to be a uh, a guy who didn't have superpowers. He was just a really good boxer and he was like just like a cat. Um, Someone in the live chat hit us up with that knowledge. Wildcat? Here. Wildcat. There you go. Well, I don't
2: know. Water Brooklyn's at it.
0: Yeah, good job, man. So, Catman Comics number 13 from Holyoke. I'm glad you said that. I was going to be like uh, Holyoke or whatever, but Holyoke sounds good to me. Coming in number four. DJ Curse, give me a five.
1: all right
3: right, so number five everybody we got dc special number 11 dc comics 1971 neil adams was a prominent figure in the comic book world Mindy collectors knew of his cover artwork and would exclusively (laughs) collect his works. Last year, we lost a great cover artist in Neil Adams. His primary work in DC was prominent in Superman, Green Lantern, Tomahawk, and House of Mystery, amongst much more. He was even the artist for the widely sought after uh, Tomb of Dracula number one. His depictions of monsters brought readers back to a time of horror. This book was a perfect example of that. Showing the, the imposing gargoyle looming over the unsuspecting victims, this is a tough book to find with only 69, 69 dudes, uh, Dude. only 69 books on the CGC census. This past week, we saw a first sale and record high set on a CGC 9.6 copy. Out of the 69 mentioned, only 16 are 9.6 or above. Which justifies the sale of this rare book at six hundred and fifty-five dollars.
0: Oh. Uh, if you would have told me, never told me it was a Neil Adams cover, I never would have guessed. But then again, I say that about most of Neil Adams' early stuff. Like I think later on in his career, his his art styles was more uh, pronounced. I would say, like the eighties, uh, you know, right around there. But like you know, I think earlier. Like two Dracula number one, I couldn't tell. That's a Neil Adams cover, all right. You know what I mean? There are certain artists that you know they progress over time, or they just straight up change their style over time. So, but this is I still, can see right. the
3: way he draws like clothes on these boys. That's Neil Adams like
0: folds and stuff like that. Whoa, a little creepy there. The way he, the way he draws clothes on boys. All right, all right. We're, <laughs> we're gonna keep on moving now with that one. G.J. Curse, oh. give me a six.
3: Six, 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 six. Almost like right. this is uh this is a big uh a proof of life book here. Uh, okay. So number six, uh game pro number two hundred and five. Oh wait, that's not my turn.
2: Yeah, it's Laura's go time. ahead. You seem excited Sorry. about
3: this. Oh, I saw the matrix
2: I went for it. Go for it, Gabe. <laughs> no, it's all good. Oh, Okay, fine. I was actually excited to hear you read because I've never heard this book before. So Game Pro number 205 with Adventures of Sly Cooper number two comic insert. This is from 2005. We've covered the Adventures of Sly Cooper number two previously, specifically when a very fine raw copy sold for $350 back in September of 2022. If you recall, this was a promotional comic inserted into Game Pro magazine number 205 promote sly 3 honor among thieves in 2005. this week we saw that very sealed copy with this comic inside sell for 450 dollars that effectively makes that the highest sold price for that sly cooper comic but still to see one still sealed in the game pro magazine is very rare in fact it's the only one we've ever seen often collectors debate on whether it's best to keep these sealed or crack and grade the comic in this case the sealed combo definitely received a premium. So, Gabe, what is this? I've never seen this.
3: No, it's just it's just it's a video game magazine called GamePro, oh, and God. and it, it's like Wizard magazine, but of video games, and they put in a uh, Sly Cooper comic book. Okay, Sly Cooper is
0: oh, so Sly Cooper is like a ripoff of Sonic the Hedgehog.
3: Yeah, I mean it's a
0: anthropomorphic raccoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, it's for like uh it's for the it was made for the PlayStation 2 right so, the video game correct yeah exactly so you know how uh Sonic was for Sega and then you know all the you know everybody had to have a some type of animal that was doing stuff so if, uh, if you have sly Cooper on there then there you go not to be confused with sly and the family stone but this is yeah because normally you know you get the whole debate of all right do I open it do I not open it do I keep it sealed I mean people from all forms of collectors, from action figures to video games to everything nowadays. It's right. You know if you open it or you don't open it, you know, most famously, this started way back when if you guys remember the forty old virgin, where he was like he was talking about uh, his toys and you know and he was talking about don't open it because it it loses its value right you know maybe that's you know but that's been the uh, you know the debate for forever now there's some that hey there you have to crack them open because it's just a plastic bag but sometimes in this case hey man it's sealed and uh, they want it intact because it's probably such a rarity so number six on the list is Game Pro number cool. two hundred five, the Adventures of Sly Cooper number two comic insert inside all right DJ Curse give me a seven.
3: Treppin', treppin', treppin',
1: treppin', 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 treppin
3: number seven, Marvel Spotlight issue number six, uh, newsstand. Uh, then this is Marvel Comics 1980. This iconic comic book, uh, showcases the origin and first comic book appearance of our beloved Star-Lord. It's worth noting that the very first appearance of Star-Lord is in Marvel Preview number four from 1976. But that was a magazine issue. With this recent new high, all-time high sell of $658 for a CGC 9.8 slab, This issue had gained considerable attention amongst collectors and enthusiasts. This is especially true given the, the completion of the gun mcu trilogy in the ever so exhilarating post-credit scene with a current upward trend of 2.63% collectors recognize the growing value and significance of this key issue the most common raw copies are found in very fine or in fine condition with a value of 26 dollars providing an accessible entry point for fans looking to own a piece of star lord's comic book history for collectors seeking the pinnacle of pers- uh, preservation a slab 9.6 copy
0: commands a price tag of $300 i i remember when that marvel uh preview book was all the rage when they first announced the new guardians of the galaxy movie and they announced the team of uh you know star lord i meant um what do we think do we think uh do we think uh Pratt as Star-Lord is never going to appear again, or no? Or do we think he's going to reprise the role? Because he didn't come out and say that he's he's retired the role.
2: I think he'll be back. Yeah, because
3: yeah, at the end of the movie, they were like, Star-Lord's going to come back,
2: right? Yeah, I don't think they can I,
3: do it with anybody else besides Pratt. But I will guess. he
0: be part of a Guardians team? That's the question, right? I meant, you know, I meant for the most part, Star-Lord has remained... Off Earth in the comics, I'm, I'm trying to remember when he's ever really stayed on Earth for like a really long time. I mean, it's just one of those weird things. And that he was hanging
3: around with the X Men for a while because he was dating
0: Katie Pride. Oh, look at Star Lord! He better watch out, Colossus is going to squash him, man. So Marvel Spotlight <laughs> issue number six, the newsstand edition from 1980, a CDC 9.8 for 658 bones. Go figure, man. All right, give me an eight, D.J. Curse. Are we on nine or eight?
1: <laughs> We're an eight. <laughs> right.
0: First time ever we had some preemptive scratching on the show, but uh all right, what do we yeah. have read?
2: Stormwatch number thirty seven. This is from Image Comics back in nineteen ninety six. The Authority was mostly unknown in the wider comic community up until recently. Once James Gunn took over the DCU and made his plans known for the team, that all changed. Cue Jenny Sparks' first appearance in this book during the Warren Ellis takeover and is a member of Stormwatch Black. She would go on to be a founding member of the Authority, a superhero team set to get the big screen treatment, and the new DCU. We've seen a steady rise in key about the keys about the Authority since the announcement, And this book is no different before it routinely sold for about two dollars raw no one even really bothered to get it graded heck we haven't had a graded sale come through our databases until recently when a cgc 9.8 came to market and sold for 560 dollars it's hard to compare sales data obviously but just looking at raw sales tells the whole story sales were few and far between for next to nothing even though on numerous superhero popularity polls old jetty landed in the top 50 Now she's got a whole new market to tend to, and it will be interesting to see if the other 14 books in that grade on the CGC census will test the market as well.
0: I hope we get a Stormwatch movie because we're getting authority. I mean, I I remember the authority. I I had the authority first issues, but I don't have Stormwatch 37. I mean, at one point I was collecting all of image books when they were coming out in in the nineties and Stormwatch was one of the better ones that were, uh, was it who did the art on it? Was it Brandon Peterson who did Stormwatch? Well, it wasn't Jim Lee. I know that. I'm trying to remember who did the original Stormwatch. Uh, it's Scott Clark. Scott, Scott, he did the art. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So there you go. Yeah. I wonder where Scott Clark has gotten. All right. So, uh, number eight on the list is Stormwatch number 37, uh, CDC 9.560. Bucks. This is easy dollar bin fodder. I, a year or two ago before James Gunn made the announcement they were making a live action authority film. So uh start digging in them lawn boxes, see if you got one. All right, DJ Curse, give me a number nine. Now is the time. <laughs> All right. we got some extra sauce on that
3: nine. All right. Oh, one of my favorites. <laughs> that works out great. Uh, we were just talking about this book recently. Yeah. Uh, Vengeance of the Moon Knight number one, the David Finch Virgin cover, uh, Marvel Comics 2009. Uh, Moon Knight has become incredibly popular thanks yeah. partly to Disney's live action adaptation of the character that debuted in early 2022. Fans are eagerly searching for any content related to Mark Spector's character, and publishers are consistently releasing spin-offs, one-shots, and miniseries to keep readers engaged. One such example is, is this Vengeance of the Moon Knight, exclusively distributed to and at the time of, of pressing, around 150 members of the Marvel re- of the Marvel Retailer Resource Center Network. Although the number of copies produced is unknown, it's speculated to be around 300 copies. We previously featured Vengeance of the Moon Knight in our weekly comic report last year, and it continues to be a highly sought-after item. This week, a raw-grade copy sold for a record-breaking $3,000, making it exciting to see uh, when these rare copies hit the market.
0: Yeah, I have a I have a trade as well of this because uh, I, I keep on telling you guys this entire run with the Finch covers is absolutely fantastic, uh, especially uh, probably the only really one I have a significance is the Virgin Bloody Knuckles variant uh, where it's like all black and white, but his, his hands are soaked in blood. That one's dope. Um, but, yeah, man, God, there's only 300 of these in circulation? That's crazy. That's what
3: they're, that's what they're expecting. So this is a raw sale, right? Raw sale for okay. three thousand uh-huh. dollars The note me- said raw grade. I got lost. So, okay, it's yeah. so a raw for $3,000. That, <laughs> that is
0: absolutely nuts. That's
3: just one of those things where, like, you know, collect how you want to collect. You know, love what you collect. Um, But $3,000 gets you a really nice Silver Age key.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Then again, if you have money to spend, then you know you can do whatever you want. I guess. If that's but, what you
3: want, that's what you want. You know, collect what yeah. you love,
0: and love what you collect.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Ventures and Moon Knight number one, the David Finch Virgin variant, a raw dog for three thousand dollars. Bring us home, Ray, with the number ten. 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 10, 10.
2: All right. I was actually kind of bummed because I hadn't made the list all night, but this one I will officially be on the list. The woods number 25, Jenny Frizen, the one in 25 from 2016. It is common to see a Jenny Frizen incentive on every key James Tynion, the fourth, first issue. The two fan favorite creators fit each other's styles so incredibly well it's hard to imagine a time when we didn't see them work together. However, let's go back to one of James' early releases, The Woods from Boom. The first five issues of this run featured one in 15 variants, then ran to issue number 36, with no other variants except for number 25. The issue was noted as a turning point for the series and most likely offered up as a place for new readers to jump in. It offered an incentive cover featuring art from a rising star named Jenny Frison. This appears to be the first time Tinyin and Frizzin worked together, foreshadowing immense success on future projects like Something Is Killing the Children, Department of Truth, and most recently, World Tree, just to name a few. Keep in mind, by issue number 25, retailers knew exactly how many of their customers were picking up this title. Despite the jumping on point, it's highly likely they were only ordering copies for pull customers. The odds of stores picking up 25 copies of this series so late into its run are very low. Hence, this book's immense scarcity and highly sought after cover for both Tinian and Frizen collectors. This week, it hit an all time high sale of 140 for a near mint raw. Expect this one to continue its rise in value.
0: So, what's the woods about? Is it about a female Robin Hood or something? I I mean, is it something along those lines? I mean, or am I just totally looking at the cover wrong and the title wrong?
2: No, you're, you're on the right track. It's a very sci-fi. Like you end up in this place, and don't know. okay, are you, is anybody going to read this? Maybe they will. I don't want to say anything. Different it, from it's 2016, good. yeah, I it's mean, very yeah. sci-fi. Um, but this one I actually got given to me last week on Nearing Nirvana. Somebody gift, Hive comment gifted this to me live on the show, so I'm sending it off to get graded. Like, yeah. oh, nice.
0: All right, the woods. number am drive, 25. Jenny Frison, one in 25 variant. Definitely the read studios. this, guys. You don't know, have to read everything. It's all right. You know, some people will collect uh, and just look at the covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, DJ Curse. Uh, we're going to see what's shake of the day. I don't know if you want to stick around or not, or if you have to go. I know you had a long day.
1: Yeah, if you don't mind, I'm going to break out for right now. But uh, I'll join you uh, in the future. Definitely, Tivo. <laughs> All right,
0: well do, man. Tell them where they can find you, man, and uh, what your schedule is. When, uh, if you want to hear some good music, DJ. Makes yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure.
1: If you guys if you guys are on Twitch, I don't know who's on Twitch, but if you're on Twitch, I'm on daily from 8 a.m. PST, uh, Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash I am DJ Curse. It's right there on the screen. And uh, I'm on like I said, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time daily, Monday through Friday. So, if you guys want to hear some music, yeah, I play all kind of music, 80s, 90s, yeah. 90s hip hop. Check out dance, his mix
0: from today was dope, man. It was like a 80s alternative, alt rock, K rock type stuff. It, I was grooving, I was grooving, literally grooving. Yeah, all right, Ray. Yeah. So maybe uh, next uh, next week, well, you'll have a little, uh, you know, two minute mix or scratch cut that we can do before the show. But I know you're, you're
1: tucking out for today. Yeah, I'm pretty beat. So thank you so much. Thank you. Very nice to meet you, Laura. Very nice to meet you, to Gabe. Meet you. And I'll see you guys. I'll see everybody in the chat again. Thank you so much, Tivo. You guys have a wonderful evening. All right? You guys take care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to go, man. It's the only way to go. All right. Let's do a seamless transition to the cover price uh, shakers list. I think how,
3: that's how all DJs e- exit a room at all times.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Da-da-da-da, the horn. All right, this is the uh top 10 here uh coyotes was the one that really uh, uh jumped out to me that was a sickness
2: uh, that was a big one everybody's no, still the talking sickness, about yeah the
3: yeah yeah it reminds me of the cross.
0: yeah so is it, we'll see to see what's shaking today boys and girls um ooh, look at that I got two and this is my Grail that I that I still don't have that I need to get you know what I would do 1800 I would do 1700 for an 8.0 yeah, it's hard to fuck us find at these, man. Uh, first, this is Vampirella number one. Not even the first appearance of Vampirella, is it? Uh, yeah, but you should. This isn't her first appearance.
3: Oh, no, it's your first appearance. This is some like Fangoria magazine or something. Yeah, like, or...
0: exactly. Yeah, but th- th- this is still on my holy grail because I love I love the cover. Uh, no. I think this is yeah. uh, for, Zeta for Zeta, and uh, Neil yeah. Adams. Yeah, super dope, super dope. Well, not to do too bad here. I got two in the top five. You know what I'm saying? I got those I'd two would, also. I would do Star Trek, but I'm I'm adverse to Star Trek. Um, but let's look at Kung Fu Fighter. There you go. Oh, good old Dick Dragon. Uh, Talk about exploitation films and comics. Look at this thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard Dragon Kung Fu Fighter issue number one. First appearance of Dick Dragon. Nine point eight for fourteen hundred dollars. I did you guys see the animated one where they introduced uh, Richard Dragon? Uh, it was like a very '70s type Bruce Lee type thing. Uh, it was on, it's on uh, HBO Max if you want to see it uh, under the DC AU, I guess that's what they call it. Um, so it's like mm-hmm. it's it's very nostalgic, uh, and it, so it has this '70s vibe to it, even the music and everything. It's 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 pretty good for what it is, and it's 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 an old style animation too. If you notice, the new DC stuff uh, the, the animation is a bit more polished. Like I just saw uh, things, TV, other watch that you should watch is the new um, the new Supergirl cartoon with the Legion of Super uh, Legion of Superheroes. That was pretty good, actually. I dug it, man.
2: My I always found
0: I always found the Legion of Superheroes to be goofy. Like you know, they always had these weird names, like Elastic Lad, or you know, these weird, <laughs> names, you, know, you know, Matter Eater Lad, Bouncing Matter. Bold. Yeah, it's all these weird names of these characters, and uh, of course, you know, Brainiac uh, is not it, and he's a good guy. He's a descendant, but uh, anytime we do a shooter, Jim Shooter was writing that comic book when he was 14 years old. What's
3: that?
2: 14? Yeah. Legion of
0: Superheroes? Yeah. Well, that would explain the names like Elastic Lad and Matter Eating (laughs) Lad, right? uh tales of terror annual from ec comics 1951 look at that you got all our friends you got all the little ghouls and gals on there this is a perfect comic for hollow for a Holloman comic cover he's got ghosts and i think a werewolf type dude or something there the crypt keeper uh, excuse me the vault keeper the old witch and the crypt keeper um so this is a raw good for 1200 dollars Highest known value 6.0 for 2195 back in 2019, right now. But look at that. That is so dope. I love these. And I I had made it a goal to collect EC comics like, like four years right before the pandemic hit. And then when the pandemic hit, there was a renowned interest in um in EC horror books. And so now it's like, forget about it, man. Forget about it. But look at this.
2: Love that oh, cover. It's beautiful.
0: Oh, yes, it is. Fishnet, the fishnets
2: Black pantyhose thick legs
0: <laughs> not Showing through those DC superstars Issue number 11 9.6 for a thousand dollars 2481 for a uh, 9.8 Not even her first appearance, yo
3: This is a character that just Deserves to be in a movie Sooner or later And it's just It's going to be like a fan favorite This is the type of stuff That people should be picking up soon
0: yeah I mean I, you know Once I go back I like I said go see that Justice League dark film because Zatanna is Like romantically linked with Constantine
2: Constantine
0: Constantine damn it I knew it uh, Yeah so she's like romantically Linked to him uh, you know and you know he find, When he finds her it's just great the, the house of mysteries involved there's all kinds of cool stuff on the. oh Is this a is it considered a bondage Cover no Not pretty damn close though but uh first appearance of Nubia I believe uh 9.2 for 995 dollars didn't she just recently come back in the Wonder Woman comics once again nobody ever buys or reads Wonder Woman comics sorry uh, I said that but you guys can crucify me later but I can tell you right now I seen the sales charts Wonder Woman barely ever hits rarely ever hits the top 20 top 25 it's a shame too you know there's a lot of things they do with that character hey Tim can you go back up to that uh, uh friends of old Marvel Oh, Foom? Yeah, there you go. And somebody in the chat
3: was asking for
0: it. Yeah, Foom. Number 10, Ooh. preview of you know, the new X-Men team that predates Giant Size X-Men 1. 11, 1169 for a raw dog. Yeah. Highest known value, 33000 for a 33000 for a 9.8. That was just sold last year in 2022. Look at that. Is that rival but, a 9.8 Giant Size number one? uh oh hell no in a 9.8 giant size, is 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 over that um shall we look sure we'll look why not we're live i'm gonna do it live oops i think i put a little extra character in there i might
3: be wrong but for some reason that sounds like a giant size x-men number one to me let's see a hook 181 is about that price too
0: I have to spell it right.
3: You don't have it in your collection?
0: Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, don't look. <laughs> so would it be under G? That's sometimes I tricky. Be, yeah. I think it'd be under G. To, there it is. Yep. Mine is a measly low uh, 8.0, but it's signed by Chris Claremont.
2: Mm.
0: That works. All right. So it is giant size X Men. I wonder why I can't click on it. Where's JB when you need him?
3: Scroll down to where it says full series.
0: Scroll down. Oh, there you go. Here. Duh. I was looking in the wrong place. All right. Let's look at a 9.8. This is down here.
2: It's it's
3: collapsed. It's on the right hand side. View market value.
2: There's a little tab with a, yeah, right
0: there. 72 grand and 9.8. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yep. I must and be 12.
3: having like pre pandemic prices in my head. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I
0: was, I meant, you know, I'm wondering how much my 8.0 was worth. Or let's see, 3,781. It's not bad. Uh, I, it's only going to go up once the X Men Kevin Feige gives it the X Men treatment, but uh, who knows when that is? With the writer's strike that's happening and everything. I mean, you know, yeah, and not, gonna, they're not—they're
3: apparently not going to be at San Diego either.
0: Nope. Yeah, Marvel said they're not going to be at San Diego Comic Con. I mean, you know, they—I mean, I don't know if it's in solidarity or if it's just like we can't announce new stuff because we don't have. Writers. I mean, obviously stuff like you know, Secret Invasion already came along because it was it was already in the can written and stuff. There's shows that if they were like long enough in the production, the producers could be the showrunners for them as long as the script was already written. Um, but there I guess there was some contrivacy about the the opening intro for um secret invasion was created by AI. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I liked it. They're cool. Yeah, I didn't bother me, and then people started like, "Ah, oh, I can tell it's a I I was like, "You know what? I said, you know, most uh, on the next episode, you probably hit that skip button anyway for the intro. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you only watch the beginning intros the first time. Then after a while, you're like, oh, I'll skip through it." Like Game of Thrones, you see it, you're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then after a while, you're like, oh, I'll just skip through that." <laughs> uh, GI Joe special number one. Congratulations to the uh, person who uh, gave out the what the acronym for GI Joe stood. I already. Uh, forgot what it was, but uh, he was a winner. A CGC 8.09, a CGC 9.8, $800. Wow. $1,300 in a 9.8.
3: Yeah, this is a weird book.
0: Yeah, because it's got the uh, Spider-Man pose, right?
3: Well, not just that. So, uh, Todd McFarlane did one issue of G.I. Joe. He did issue number 60. And Larry Hama hated it and fired him from the book. And he and by the time that happened, he already drew issue sixty-one. Like all the pages were complete, and they had to get somebody else—I forgot who it was—to redraw sixty-one. So his GI Joe special number one is the first time, the only place where they actually printed his original comic book artwork for issue sixty-one.
0: No oh, shit. See, you learn something every day, boys and girls. So this is uh, from nineteen ninety. Five. So I'm assuming the Todd McFarlane run was the original run from the '80s, right? Yeah, that
3: was the '80s. '95. This has been they reprinted it or whatever. Yeah, exactly, that's when yeah. that came out. But, this but that's what it is. This is. The original artwork from that issue that he did yeah, that he got fired from.
0: Definitely Todd McFarlane. Uh, I can see Snake Eyes posing like this. You know, some characters they do this pose with everybody. I mean, it's one of the most homage yeah. covers ever, right? All right. For all you Italians out there, help me out with this. Luamo raga, l'uomo ragno, la in ogoto, contina da Visi fustaliat, fusti, Gosh darn. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyways, it means amazing. <laughs> all that being said, it means amazing fantasy fifteen in Italian <laughs> from Editorio uh, Corno. When did this come out? 1970. Wow! So they finally reprinted the first appearance of Spider-Man in uh, Amazing Fantasy number. Actually, the number on it says 18, but it's actually number 15. If that makes sense, but it uh, just goes to show. Look at that. Eight hundred dollars for a 6.5. Those foreign comics. Look at that one's dope too. I didn't know there was, there's a few. Oh, never mind. I was going to say, I didn't know there was this few uh, uh, reprints of it, but uh, look, there's a unknown comics facsimile. Uh, there was a, there was a blank cover old Navy reprint from 2009. Wow. Old Navy did a reprint. Okay. That's really interesting. I would think that would be more uh, milestone. Another facsimiles from 2019, 2012,
3: I mean, even those facsimiles are—they go for pretty good prices. I mean, bucks, It looks like this bucks. Marvel
0: Legends reprint is probably the one that's worth the most. I'm assuming this came inside of a toy, right? I think so. Yeah, Raw Dog, 158 bu- bucks on June 24th. So, uh, yeah. Man, this goofy bastard. All right, who is this with Green Lantern? Come on. He <laughs> no idea. Has this- he has his little mantra that he reads in Brightest Day and Blackest Night and all that good stuff. Uh Green Lantern issue number 21. Who the hell is this guy?
3: Golden Age free,
0: man. <laughs> Raw dog 810 in a no, no grade 9.0 2160 1946 for You can get this that's, for That's I, not a bad price I think. A 9.0 from a book from 1946, come on. For like 2 grand, money. that's not that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, almost there. Oh, my ultimate comics. I'm gonna just grow these since we're up against seven o'clock. I have this too. Uh, no, blank Mad Max comic. Oh. oh, we gotta look at this, right? Because it's topical. Oh. Well, it's lion's blood, yeah. But this is like, uh, this is like a, this isn't
3: his first appearance, it's just another no. second or something.
0: Yeah, amazing Spider Man number 47. I mean, he does kind of don the top part of the costume. I think the bottom part of the costume probably wouldn't look too well on uh, on live action, but $6,600 for a 9.8. Most recently a 9.0. So for $595. Uh, what did everybody think about the, the trailer? I dug it.
2: I did too. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Remember we asking this? He, he wouldn't watch it, right?
0: I stopped I so. it in the
3: middle of it and that was mm-hmm. it for me. Yeah.
0: Oh, man. You know, why, we're watching. It's pretty good. It's a lot of good violence in there. Like, hold on a second. We're seeing a trend here. There's also a lot of lion's blood nonsense in it too. <laughs> <lot of> <laughs> that's what did it. Well, for I mean, like, nope, you know, power. in the comics, he injects himself with something. That's where he gets his powers from. So maybe. Yeah, so do athletes. Maybe they wanted to steer away from more, you know, because the same origins as as Mobius. But then I was thinking, blood and Mobius is probably the same. So there's four Transformers book on the Shakers list. You believe that? I was just, that's uh, so why I was scrolling through these real fast. I was just like, okay. Let's take a look. Yeah, man. So seven hundred dollars number... for a nine eight. Jeez. Yeah. Anybody know what the significance of this? Got to be a first appearance. Thundercats Shoot. and Decepticon. Thunderwing and the Decepticons hit town. That's interesting. Um, issue number sixty three, and then we go to issue number sixty nine. The gathering storm. Grimlock, Galvatron. This was uh, six hundred forty dollars. Wow, I know nine point eight. Right. Days
2: ago, you can thank Void Rivals for all this. You think? Or you think it's yeah. the live action? I think it's I think it's Void Rivals. I think everybody's talking about what Kirkman's gonna do with this. He has a lot of plans for it, so yeah. There's a lot for, of Transformer uh, and
3: G.I. Joe talk over the last week or so that usually mm-hmm. doesn't
0: happen. <laughs> yep. Well, I have my Transformers versus G.I. Joe book, so I'm good. Uh, I got one too. This is dope. Actually, I actually had the four, uh, the whole miniseries. It's either one and four, or one and five. Uh, another CTC nine point eight for two hundred fifty dollars. Hmm, something's going on. So did Kirkman say? And that's it for the Shakers Boys. Did, did Kirkman say he was going to be using the legacy characters, or is he going all brand new?
2: I don't There's know yet. images
0: We're- that he's
3: released that is of like the legacy characters, like with Wheeljack yeah. and um,
2: and Optimus on it and stuff like that. We're actually gonna have to a meeting him. with him too. So I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna pick his brain a little bit and see what he has to say about it. There you specific.
0: go. Straight from the straight from the Kirkman's mouth. Yeah, Kirkman did a lot of cool promo stuff for LCS's that were uh and you know that were doing it and he was shouting them out. So it'd be interesting, man. All right. Uh we're all set, boys and girls. We're running a little bit late and uh, we're gonna end a little bit early without the one hour going so Laura, any last words?
2: Uh, no guys, make sure that you check out World Tree number one, third printing, it launches tomorrow, and then next week we have some other pretty big drops, so just make sure you're following Bird City Comics, and of course uh, Nearing Nirvana goes live right after this, or not Nearing Nirvana, I'm sorry uh, long story short, on Nearing Nirvana there's the cover, isn't she beautiful? I just love Anna Marcano's work, I think it's very, it has like an art germ vibe to it, I don't know, I like it Nah,
0: doesn't look like art germ looks better <laughs>
2: Well I think You can go wrong
0: with the riff I think women down. draw women better than men do. Does that make sense?
2: Frizen, yes. Turner, yeah. I'll give it to Turner. Lau. Or is it no, I'm sorry? Lou.
0: Soza Micah. She draws really well.
2: She yeah. does, yeah. yeah. Ote.
0: Um art wow. Adams. Peach Adam Mulgo. Hughes.
2: <laughs> Adam Hughes. Uh what's his name?
3: What's Cho. His
0: name? Stevens um Dave Stevens, Air, yeah dave stevens everybody yeah stevens, gabe yeah. or dave Cho. well dave chose is just a pervert that's why i mean yeah, some of the stuff if you follow him some of the stuff he's just such a <laughs> he's, pervert, a, he's a he's a wild man He yeah. is <laughs> gabe any last words all right thanks
3: again for showing up everybody we'll see you guys next week
0: yeah have all a right. great weekend boys and girls and we'll see you tuesday for the cover price top 10 until next time boys and girls keep digging in them long boxes peace out
1: TV. Shake it back and pull it back. Oh my god! assembled the world's three Come on! get boys the from the cosmic legends of the universe.